Welcome back, everybody, to Tailgates and Turnovers, the official film crew college football podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, joined tonight by Charlie. How's it going, man? Uh, it's going pretty good. Got the uh, Penn State Butler basketball game on in the background, you know, following my guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting close to feast week here coming yeah. up. Going to be a fun couple weeks for the uh, the college sporting fandoms. Looking forward to it. And then Bennett will be joining us here in a little bit once he get, he is uh, free to hop on. Uh, in the meantime, I think we might as well just start with some news. And I think we might as well just start with the stuff at the that's probably at the forefront of what everybody's been talking about over the course of the day. Um, the horrible shooting that happened at the University of Virginia. Um, from all reports, it was a former player who had released from the team as a freshman back in 2018 and uh, shot five people, I think, on a bus and three passed away. Suspects have been turned in. Just awful situation down there. Hang on. Trip, a trip to Washington, D.C. to see a play. You get back to campus and that happens. It's oh, my just, God. Uh, it's Unreal. just terrible. It is. And, you know, obviously there's not, not a whole lot that we can do to talk about the some of the bigger issues it's kind of above our pay grade a little bit but you know the fact that all three of the people killed were people on the football team just it makes it feel like they're you, you gotta wonder just what happened that led to it yeah but <clears throat> yeah just a really sad situation um you know obviously sending our thoughts out to everybody who was affected by the situation. I think I read that one of the players was like a transfer into and like just from, from Wisconsin. So it was, yeah. a whole, there was a whole thing about how they like canceled all their stuff today. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he came in with uh, their freshman, what is now their, you know, second year class. And so all just them too. Unreal. Stuff. It is. So hopefully we get some clarity here in the coming days and weeks, but you know, in the meantime, just, Everybody just send some good thoughts a little your ways towards Charlottesville for everybody down there. But um, moving on to some more explicitly college football related news. Uh, the University of West Virginia has parted ways with their athletic director, Shane Lyons, <clears throat> in what can only be assumed as a sign of things to come for the rest of the, uh, the football coaching staff up yeah. there. I think Neil Brown's coaching his last couple games. Yeah, I would, uh, I would think so. It's not a good, uh, not a good scene down there and yeah they just really cratered and i mean just awful awful program right now and they look good to start like they played that the backyard brawl was an insane looking game it was like, a great game they looked good i would not i mean i mean pass rush looked good to be like, good but maybe not fun this. Yeah, yeah not this good bad but neil brown obviously just <clears throat> has not done a good job at all with this program but he's owed 17 million dollars over the next two years with his buyout and like this is just another one of those things with coaching contracts and their buyouts. Like obviously uh, Auburn is dealing with their situation. Now A&M might be dealing with their situation sometime in the near future here soon, depending on what shakes out there. Like these contracts are just insane. Uh, it's, I don't know what you, I mean, I don't know what the, the solution to it is or if there even is a solution to it, but it just seems like, like the money's not even real. Like it just doesn't even. There's no like who's going to be paying 
Neil Brown next. Like he goes to another school, he's going to get another fifteen million dollar contract for three years. Yeah. He's going to be making fifteen million there plus the twelve million he's owed from here. Right. It's, it's, like, it's wild. And you know, obviously, it's it's very well known that most of the highest paid state government employees in a given state are the head football coach yeah. of the state universities. Like, but it's again, it's how do you solve that problem? Because I mean, how else are you supposed to get good coaches to stick around? And yeah. it's like college football is the biggest money maker in in the college sphere. Like, <clears throat> just don't know what a good solution is for that. No, no. But I mean, so yeah, seventeen million dollars over the next couple of years, and he's leaving not a whole lot going on in terms of the roster. Like, they're going to have to do some serious rebuilding there. And uh, they're going to have, I mean, their guys in that are coming in. They don't have a bad recruiting class coming in. No. They don't have. They don't have bad talent. Their guys yeah. are going to be on the market let's just say that yeah and i some of those guys are probably going to end up sticking because they did do a pretty decent job of recruiting locally but like they are whoever comes in next this next administration or whoever the interim is going to be is going to have to do a pretty damn good job of keeping that class together uh, as of right now yep but speaking of the backyard brawl and keeping a class together i had some fun recruiting news pop up today uh four-star quarterback kenny minchie decommits from the University of Pittsburgh. And uh, this came pretty late in the afternoon. He immediately got multiple crystal balls to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Sounds like a visit was already planned uh, before the news dropped. So um, everything from the Notre Dame beat writers and from the national beat writers is saying that he is probably going to end up committing to the Fighting Irish. And uh, he picks picks a good game up coming to see, to see everything. It's going to be Boston College, so it's a rivalry game. But... Uh, probably one of the lower end rivalry games if you're talking about Notre Dame rivals, and it should be a it should be a blowout. But yeah. I think as we've seen from Notre Dame this year, they play up or down to their competition just depending on who they're playing. Um, but yeah, so it sounds like this one is all but wrapped up. Um, pretty tough blow for the Pittsburgh recruiting class. There, they now oh, don't have any. Shame. Yeah, you sound real beat up about it. <laughs> No, I mean, it, make, it, it, it makes sense. I don't. They got, I think, fairly lucky with what they got from Pickett last year and parlayed that into getting Slovis this year, who I think they had a little higher expectations than what they ended up getting. Uh, you know, for the next guy up, it maybe seems a little bit more like a flash in the pan for Pickett than a real quarterback powerhouse. Uh, whereas Notre Dame, I mean, again, not a quarterback powerhouse by any means, but you know, from a program standpoint, obviously a place you'd rather be. Uh, Much higher floor. From yeah. a football perspective, it's a lot higher floor. And, Tommy and Reece- Carr, is, Carr is not reclassing. No, yes. So he's Carr is he's the guy. He is the guy in this class. Yeah. Um, Minchie, I mean, I think he's going to come in and potentially compete. Uh, I assume Notre Dame's going to try to grab a quarterback from the portal as well. Yep. Uh, I think Devin Devin Leary is probably the guy that there's the most smoke around for Mm. going to ND because Tommy Reese does have a really good reputation as a play designer. Uh, I've had my fair share of gripes with some of the actual calls themselves, but I mean, some of the plays you see coming out of him are really creative. And it's one of those things where like you see wide receivers getting open. Like we saw it all this past weekend, which I'll talk about here in a little bit, but like Drew Pine just couldn't get the ball to him. So, um, you could definitely see the appeal for a guy to come in and say, Hey, I could be the one to get those throws to those guys. So 
Yeah, um, I mean, with Leary coming off the injury, I don't know what he'll be able to do next year. But he was a he was firing the ball. Yeah, I mean, he was he was really good in twenty twenty one. Took yep. a little bit of a step back this year, but it was was starting to put it back together. And then just that injury brutally ended the season, and Tough. the backup backups playing pretty decently, honestly. So I could see him moving on. But anyway, Minchie sounds like it's going to be locked up to ND here by the time the weekend's done. Doesn't sound like there's really any hesitation coming from any anybody with inside knowledge here. But uh, this pretty much locks Notre Dame in with a top five recruiting class, which for a first full first full cycle for Marcus Freeman, um, I mean that's you can't really ask for a whole lot more than that. Yeah. No, I mean that's if you can do that year in and year out, be a top ten team, be a top five occasionally, you're going to set yourself up for up for success. Yep, gives you a chance to take some shots for sure. Yep, but uh, that's about it in the news. We got there is some smoke around some coaching changes happening. Um, Lane's getting a lot of smoke to Auburn, but nothing yep. confirmed yet. So it's we're probably going to have to wait probably until the end of the season, honestly, to see a whole lot of concrete movement there but let's just move on to some of these games <clears throat> and we're gonna just go in order of the ap top 25 and how their games played out here so we're gonna start with georgia who beat mississippi state uh, a little closer than what people thought it was going to be <laughs> at halftime i'm sure there were a couple dog fans sweating it out a little bit um but they ended up pulling away and handling it handling their business without issue uh, stetson threw for four touchdown like it just a, a good day for the dogs. Yeah, I mean, coming off a uh, a Tennessee game, a uh, little, little fired up. You know, you can understand some first-half sleepiness coming against yeah. uh, Mississippi State. But, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't worried. Let's just yeah. say that. Yeah, and I, the thing about those, like, emotional letdown game is that, in theory, no, they shouldn't be happening if they're that good of a team. But... Like you're still dealing with eighteen to twenty two year old kids. Like right. this, like emotional letdowns are going to happen. You just kind of have to deal with them and be able to win those clunkers. Yeah. But uh, moving on down, we've got number two Ohio State who beat Indiana fifty six to fourteen. Yeah, that game was not even remotely close. I mean, Ohio State had three hundred and forty eight yards on the ground. Uh, IU probably another job that's going to be open by the time the season's done here. Um, can't really see a whole lot of – can't really see wins coming off the rest of their schedule here. Yeah, I mean, like, Tom Allen is not a bad coach. Yeah. I really don't – I do not think that he is a bad coach, but – I don't I don't either. Are they just bad? Yeah, they're in free fall right now. And coming from a high from that 2020 season, which obviously, like, COVID year kind of made some things funky here and yeah. there, but, like – this is this is a pretty steep drop down. I mean, it's kind of back to what's expected from Indiana, but yeah, I do agree. Tom Allen just seems like he's better than what this team is putting out. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball, Ohio State didn't have any issues. Stroud threw five touchdowns on seventeen completions, so that's fun. Um, yeah, I mean, they ran for three forty-eight, but boy, that running back room is teetering. Yeah. Injury. Uh, yeah, Mayan Williams got the injury, and it's going to be tough going that Michigan game. I we could talk about that more next week, but I've just got a weird feeling Michigan does it again. And if Ohio State's running backs are out, like it, it it could get ugly. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to be surprised either way. But yeah, yeah uh, Ohio State has. 
they're not they're not on it health wise. Let's just say, yeah. And and Michigan is a physical team, if anything. Michigan is de- and Michigan's more healthy, honestly. Like they yes. they're winning the health battle right now. Yep, and that that means a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean they very convincing win. They uh, when you, when we talk about winning their clunkers, obviously Ohio State had quite a bit of a clunker last week against Northwestern, but they yep. ended up being able to pull it off. So um, with that, looks like Bennett's joining us. What's up, man? Yo, what's going on? My there bad. he is. He's yeah. here. Um, yeah. Have a, where are we? have a good weekend. We're, uh, yeah. we're, we're, mid, we're mid Ohio State, Indiana. What are your thoughts? <laughs> That's about it. I had more, I had many more thoughts on Georgia. Um, but yeah, good weekend. Charlie, I know uh, you were uh, frequent or uh, recently uh, Sunday wedding attender. I had to do that last night, and it was actually a lot of fun, man. Like, uh, look, it's not the wedding that's it's not the wedding that's not fun. The wedding's fun. It's the for me at least, it was the seven a.m. drive back to get to work the next morning, the next day. Yeah. So oh, I yeah. just we, we just drove. Um, yeah, but it started at four o'clock. We were at home by like nine thirty. Like, pretty good. I mean, not bad. Yeah, talking about dogs, it was up near Athens, but that's that. Oh, okay. A little, little haul for you then? Oh, uh, no, not bad. Like 80 minutes. Oh, that's not too bad then, no. Yeah. So you had some thoughts on the dogs before we sw- moved down to Michigan? You can. Uh... Not much. It's just the same old um, Mike Leach gimmick. Like, uh, you saw Will Rogers only threw for like five yards of throw. Like, it's just when you're, whenever you play somebody good, it's just not going to work. Like, these yeah. air raid don't work. Uh, if you don't have the horses to pull it off, it makes it a lot tougher when you play a team that <laughs> does, like Georgia. Yeah, exactly. And it, the same thing happened when they play Alabama; like they got mm-hmm. smoked. Yeah. So it's it's a fun offense when it's clicking, but it has a hard time getting rolling against some of these better teams. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. but yeah, back to the Ohio State. Like they a lot more convincing of a win than they've had the past couple weeks. They look to be finally riding the ship, at least in the passing game, but. Um, still got some work to do before this, uh, the big one here in a couple weeks, but speaking of the big one, we are moving down to Michigan who beat Nebraska 34 to three Michigan's or Nebraska's bad. They're real bad. Um, I don't know who's going to end up being the head coach there, but it's, it's crazy. Cause it feels like they do have some talent. Like they have some stuff they can build off of like a few pieces, but just as a team, just. Poor, poor play coming out of Nebraska. I feel like they've had pieces forever. I mean, they never mm-hmm. they haven't been complete in a, a yeah. good long while, but they get talent. Right. It just it doesn't click. Mm-mm. So I mean, hopefully they can get a guy that does make it click. I just not, like I don't even know if there's a favorite right now for that job. Like it just seems completely silent as to what's going on behind the scenes there. I'm trying to I'm trying to look it up right now. Nebraska I feel like it's one where every single person, every single person who's out there, they're like, "Oh, another option would be Nebraska. They have money and their fans care about football." Yeah, but yeah. that's about it. Like that's what you. That's the only thing nobody ever says. Oh yeah, this guy would be great for the Nebraska job or has a connection <laughs> to Nebraska. It's just no, oh, no. It's like it is in itself a pretty good job if you want it. It's the this is from September twenty. It's like every every article's old. It sounds like they yeah. haven't made most progress but it's the same right. old names it's like Leipold, Matt Campbell and Bill O'Brien. Yeah, probably Which, Matt Rule now. 
Matt yeah, Rule would be an yeah. interesting one because he can he can he's shown that he can build a college program. That's what he did at Baylor, and Baylor's not as prestigious job as Nebraska is, which is which sounds crazy, but Nebraska has a lot of tradition and a lot of really rich alums who would like to see Nebraska be good again. But I mean, <clears throat> it's just tough because we haven't heard anything new coming out of this, and it, I don't know when we're going to. So all you can really do is speculate and trot out the same old names. Yeah, we haven't heard anything about any of the teams really. Besides Auburn, mm-hmm. Auburn's making some. They're trying. Like I know Wayne Kiffin sent over his team to like scout pretty much and just like evaluate the roster either today yeah. or yesterday. So yeah, yeah we talked talked. The lane smoke is really like like it's just smoke right now. But I mean, we it could happen at any point. I th- I think the fact that he he sent his uh, coaching staff over there to look at the guys like it kind of makes it a little more legitimate than anything else has been. Yeah. Either that or they're trying to poach from the portal once the portal opens up. Yeah. That's that's yeah. It's possible. I think he's just gonna get a payday. He's gonna get more money yeah. than, uh Ole Miss and just stay there. Uh, that's definitely possible. But uh circling back to the game here in Nebraska or Michigan on the other side of the ball. I mean Blake Corn just keeps looking like that dude. Um if there's a running back that's going to go to New York, I think there, there's no reason it can't be Quorum at this point. Obviously, B. John Robinson's doing really well, too, but Quorum has just been consistent week in and week out. Um, J.J. McCarthy still looking like a freshman. Um, he's still making some of those freshman plays. Definitely not as uh, noticeable as like Quinn Ewers did, um, but still, still having some trouble in the passing game that he's able to make up for with his feet. Uh, you just you're gonna have to be able to do both when you're playing Ohio State coming up here in a couple weeks, and that's pretty much the big one. Although they can't look past Illinois. You sure? Actually, not anymore. Uh, yeah, I don't understand. I don't have any real faith in Illinois, but I mean, look, he, he's he's not good. He's like, I mean, he's not great. He's fine, but they got by with fine last year, and I, I don't think that. They're, I don't think that they're worried about his play. Yeah, they got by with worse than him last year. Exactly, like, right. Like, McCarthy is fine. Cade McNamara was arguably a liability to what right. Michigan does. And, yeah, I think McCarthy, he's only going to get better, too. Like, just these reps are just going to help him with more experience. So, yeah. but, yeah, I, I mean, mean, Michigan. Cade had surgery today. Did he really? Yeah, on his knee. Um, I think that's. That's what they said he injured, like, whenever it was, like, week two or three, but... Yeah. He doesn't need one of those to do what he does. No. (laughs) He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But Michigan, I mean, Ohio State Michigan both still both taking care of business this week, so no reason to think think that we're worried before the big game coming up. Uh, Mm -hmm. Moving on, we've got TCU, who beat number 18 Texas 17-10. to Really fun game to watch if you're into defense. Like I, I had a blast watching those defenses fly around, and like the offensive play obviously was not very good either, or else we would have seen some life out of Texas before the second half. But like the defenses themselves were just, but they were both flying to the football and making incredible plays. Like I, I just had a blast watching this one. Yeah, not what you expect from the Big Twelve. <laughs> no, not at all. Does this help uh, TCU's resume kind of by being like, hey, we, we went out and we won a game with defense instead of just scoring, outscoring everybody? Yeah, I mean, they, cl- they clamped down on them. Like, they, TCU's had a pretty bad habit of having to come back from behind and win some of these games, but, I mean, they, they controlled the game from kickoff. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, they did, and it, it, I guess it helps their it helps their resume to a point. I mean, if they win, they're in. It's not even a question. I guess it would help if they lose one and then win the championship and are still a one loss conference champion. Like, who are you in over or not? But uh, I think if they want to be confident in where they are, they're going to have to win the rest of their games. Yeah. Definitely agree there. And with this win, they did lock up a, an appearance in the conference championship. Uh, I don't think anybody doubted they were going to get there in the first place. But, I mean, when you look at some of these teams that they have, have had to beat, the Big 12 is putting quite a few teams in, in the bowls this year. Um, we've got two, three, six that are already locking up a bowl spot, and the rest of them could finish out with six wins. and be Like, you could have this entire conference be bowl eligible this year, which – I don't even remember the last time that happened for the Big 12. Uh, I'm not sure. Iowa State plays Texas Tech next week. And then I think, uh, they, end, I think they end with TCU. So if they if TCU wins out, Iowa State's the one. that They're, they're like the odd man out. The odd man out there. Okay. Yeah, so maybe not the whole con- – but, I mean, that, that would be 9 out of 10 in your conference that made, made the Bulls this year. That, that's a very impressive. So – like Texas or TCU doesn't necessarily have like any of those marquee wins or anything, but I would argue that in terms of their average a week in and week out opponent, they've had to deal with tougher opponents than a lot of some of these other contenders have. I mean, I'll, I I will like at the end of the day, whatever. If, if if Michigan, let's just say, loses to Ohio State, their best win is Penn State, and yeah. they don't have another win that's even remotely good. Yeah, well, you, UConn's not doing it for you. They're not. They're not doing it. <laughs> Colorado yeah. or Hawaii, like Colorado and Hawaii weren't those their other two? Like I think it was Colorado State or Colorado. <laughs> who's actually who's who's actually probably better than Colorado? But yeah, they might be honestly. Colorado's cheeks too. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean TCU's TCU. They played good teams. Big Twelve competition is good. Yeah, it was like it was like five or six weeks in a row they played a ranked team and won. Like mm-hmm. at the time yeah. of the game. Yeah, in terms of resume, I, I honestly don't think, like, top to bottom, anybody has a better resume than TCU. They just don't have any of those top-end wins like right. your Georges do or the winner of Ohio State-Michigan is going to do. Like, they, they've they been through the ringer. Do I think they're going to win the playoff? No. Like, do I think anybody besides Georgia is going to win the playoff, though? No. So, like, <laughs> even if even if they do end up losing one, uh, it, it all depends, honestly. Like, if they're able to – I don't know if they're able to avenge their loss – in the Big Twelve Championship, I guess Baylor maybe if Kansas State keeps falling off a cliff, but like I don't see any reason why TCU shouldn't make the playoff even with one loss. Yeah, it would depend on how 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 bad the yeah. loss was. Yeah, because I mean you also have to plan on Tennessee losing, arguably, because I think Tennessee is probably going to have the best wins in terms of resume for any of those one loss teams. Yeah. They gotta lose the regular season. They, so they, they basically gotta lose next week and then win the conference championship. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. They can't that's lose the conference their championship game. Yeah, that's their only path, honestly. But um, on the flip side of the ball with Texas, like there's they've still had a pretty decent season, all things considered. Uh, I do think this loss per uh, did kick them out of the over on their win total for preseason, which was eight and a half. So they they can't get over that. Uh, besides going to a bowl. Uh, still a good season, honestly. I expected Texas to be way worse than they were. Um, the defense has been the biggest surprise to me for the season. Like they just they learned how to tackle. Yeah, 
I mean, again, I don't, I don't think the, I don't think them stopping TCU's offense yesterday was a here uh, Saturday was a huge surprise to me. But how their how bad their offense played was a big surprise to me. Yeah, which I guess says more about like my how good I thought they were so far this year than anything else. But that was really yeah. for me like they did nothing. Yeah, Ewers looked Ewers looked off. Like he's it's, it's time to talk about start or Sark. Like it, he's not making any adjustments at all. Yeah. And he's not. There, there's been like three games where they've scored three points in the second half. They they won those, but still, they're running the same offense they ran week one. Yeah, yeah. You got to be able to make some adjustments there, and like I don't know, Arch. If you're Arch Manning, you got to think. You got to look at look at some of these results and think about what's best for you. And I'm sure he did his research, and I'm sure that family did all their damn research. But it, you got to be a little disappointed with what you're seeing on the field here. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I, yeah. I don't like it's not that you like again right, it's not you as being not talented. Right? Like yeah, we, know, we know he's talented. Yeah, he played a bad game, but we know he's talented. So it's not like oh, your your talent as Arch Manning whatever it may be is going to lift this Texas team up. Yeah. We've seen Ewers do it. Like he's done it this season. Right. But yeah, you got to be a little worried there if you're Texas right now. But I think that's all TCU's just got to win out, basically. That's going to yeah. be their, their lock to make the playoffs. So we'll see we'll see where the committee ends up putting them if they do win out, if they're a four or three or shit, maybe a two seed. But uh, something tells me their ceiling is probably going to be a three seed. Yeah, I think TCU, Ohio State, sounded pretty fun. Yeah, I, I'm down for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on, the number five team in the country, Tennessee Volunteers, uh, whooped Mizzou 66-24. <laughs> And uh, no emotional letdown game for the Vols this week. They uh, they got right back down to business. Yeah, that was a that was a bounce back that you are very happy to see if you're a Tennessee fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was twenty eight seventeen at half, so it was a little ske- sketchy. But I mean, they well, just yeah. Then Tennessee remembered that they have one of the best offenses in the country. We're like, yeah, we probably shouldn't be fucking around anymore. Um, Beat Mizzou by a lot more than Georgia did, so like, who knows what what that Georgia Mizzou game would happen there? It's just maybe that was just a really bad clunker for him. Um, big boy Joe Milton got in for a little bit. No, oh, there we go. Love to hear that. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. He's like three for three for like a hundred something yards and like a touchdown. Perfect. I, yeah, I wonder like, if he's. I wonder if he's actually going to be good next year. Like the offense just seems a lot better than what it was. So, yeah, it's now I'm remembering it now. The Joe Milton coming back to him, Joe Milton in his mop up duty, more yards than Will Levis. Oh, no, in his entire game. Oh, boy, Will Levis. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about Will Levis here in a little bit. Oh, but, yeah, um, we will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if Milton's gonna get the start, honestly, depending on if Nico can come in and, and just light it up. But this offense looks like it's in a pretty good place no matter what's going on next year. Yeah, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Defense, uh, not great. They'll get better. Yeah. So, yeah, they can only get better. True. Yeah, can't, get, can't get much worse. Uh, next up, we had some Pac 12 after dark madness going on. The Washington Huskies beat number six, Oregon, 37 to 34. Uh, 
Good games by both quarterbacks, because partly because both defenses are uh, not very good against the pass going into this week, and it showed. <laughs> it was uh, it was some Pac-12 madness. Yeah, this is. I watched this one a lot more than the TCU Texas game. But uh, Charlie, go ahead. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Well, no, I was gonna say like I, I I don't watch a ton of Pac-12. I just I don't. I catch what I can, but both teams played pretty darn well. I mean. Uh, offensively, at least, I, I liked what they all did. It was fun to see Bo Nix actually, you know, being a good quarterback. Uh, you know, contrary to what many would believe a Penn State fan's opinions are, I like watching Penix throw the ball around. I think he's fun to watch. Uh, but, geez, that was a, an interesting end of the game. Yeah, that's that's questionable. Um, do, do, do you guys, like, need a recap of what happened, like, the last 10 minutes? It was it was bananas. Feel free uh, to give it, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. Just... So I, I was watching. Um, first off, Penix was lasering the ball around all game. But mm-hmm. then, uh, yeah, I think there was like 12 minutes left, and Washington was driving. He threw a pick on first down on the one-yard line of Oregon. Uh, Oregon ran the ball for 10 minutes. Bo, um, he had a bad snap and actually like, threw it down, had a really good play. He got hurt. Uh, Ty Thompson came in. They go for it. Fourth down. Uh, they don't get it on like their own thirty-four yard line, and then right. Washington kicks a field goal. Um, but yeah, and then Bo got sacked. They said it was actually only his like second time getting sacked all year, which is nuts. And He's it was really good protection from that offensive line. Like that offensive line's got some studs. That ten yard line. That ten yard. Uh, 10-minute drive was insane. Like, they were just huffing and puffing, but, I mean, they were averaging, like, eight yards of carry on that whole drive. They didn't throw the ball one time. That's insane. Uh, but then, dude, on the last drive, they uh, Bo actually threw the ball down, and uh, one of the guys caught it on the sideline. He would have gotten it out, gotten out of bounds, uh, and they called a legal touching on him. He actually went out of bounds on the way down. Like, they would have been back in field goal range. Like, they could have won this game. Yeah. Or at least gotten overtime. Yeah, just a tough loss, and, like, some of that – some yeah, of the decision-making was just, I mean, at the end of the game, that was some bad decision-making, it felt like. When I was watching it, I was a lot more um, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you've got to play for, you know, at least overtime at this point. But, like, their defense could not stop them. Yeah, that makes game. it tough. I mean, Penix threw for over 400 yards. Like, he he lit it up. Uh, they, um, they broke down one of the plays. I mean, it was like a wheel route, and it took – Penix two seconds to throw the ball like I mean 50 yards the guy was already wide open like his, <laughs> his arm strength was nuts and they showed a couple plays or there was a one play where he, um, he was getting blindsided because he's left-handed you know yeah and he just rolled out to the right and like he took off for 15 yards that's probably like, the first quarter um, but it's it sucks to see because like he used to be so fast and he just doesn't have that anymore he's just no. got a cannon of an arm yeah his uh, his leg injuries that he got at IU just completely took that away from him, which is awful. Um, But yeah, I mean, Pac-12 cannibalizing itself is a meme for a reason, and they are doing a very good job of it so far. Now USC is like their only hope, and they do not have an easy rest of the year. They do not. At all. No. (laughs) They've got UCLA coming up, and then they've got Notre Dame, and then they've got whoever... It's probably Oregon, but I think it's a little more in question now. Who coming out of the North for that conference championship game? 
Those are three easily losable games for USC, especially with the defense as bad as they've been. Wait, so if Oregon State beats Oregon, does Washington go to the playoff or to the uh, conference championship game? I think I think so. I believe so. I'd have to look back at some of the scenarios for that, but that I know Washington only has one less loss, so I would imagine yeah. that they would have the tiebreaker there. I wonder what their their tiebreaker is. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. We can. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. tough tough loss for Oregon in the Pac-12. I mean, they pretty much have to rely on a USC that has a pretty rough schedule going ahead. We'll talk about them here first in a second. But uh, first. Let's go back down to the southeast where Brian Kelly followed up his cl- close victory over Alabama with what one would think would be a beatdown of Arkansas, and it did not end up that way. Um, boy, are they lucky Harold Perkins is on that team. That that dude's good. He's it's nuts. I was watching it, um, and he was chasing out the uh, Arkansas backup. I don't remember his name, but he runs like a 4-3, and he was like chasing The guy's the fastest man alive, and yeah. this this guy was all over him. Yeah, it was what, four, four sacks and two forced fumbles? Yeah, just insane stat line for Perkins. Like, this, this dude's a freshman. Like, that's the scary thing. He was supposed to go to A&M. Yeah, <laughs> I bet A&M probably misses him now. Oh, man. But, I mean, LSU squeaked one out. Uh, Jaden Daniels, not a great game, um, but sometimes sometimes you get in the clunker and you got to win it. LSU very much in control of their own destiny, in my opinion, for the playoff. If they win out, they're going to have two of the best wins in the country. Um, and it's all about getting hot at the right time. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be chaos if they end up beating Georgia. I don't think it's going to happen, but um, yeah, they got a they got a chance, I guess. So yeah, not, there's, not, oh. there's, there's a chance, but that's yeah. about it. Yeah, but so, Harold Perkins, I just looked it up, is even, he's young. Mm-hmm. Like, he turned 18 in yeah. September. He's a true, true freshman. Like, the dude is different. Like, but like, even like, you know, for like for his for his age group, like for his year, he's yeah. young. Like, yeah. that is, he was 17 a week before fall training camp, camp. Like, when, yeah. when fall camp was going on. What was um, y'all's, like, cutoff? <laughs> ticket. What was y'all's cutoff for, like, uh, your grades. Ours was Usually, like, like Labor 15th. Day. Ours was like August fifteenth. See, I feel like ours was earlier because I had I ended up going to grade up and I had to take a test for it. Not my birthday's in June, so I think our cutoff was probably like end of June ish. When did you but, start? When did you start school? What do you mean? Like when did when did your year start, dude? Our oh, year been- started in. Middle of August. Yeah, because that's exactly because in New England yeah. it doesn't start school doesn't start until after Labor Day, so cutoffs yeah. always later. Yeah, we used to start in uh, yeah middle of August. They actually they start in July now. Like they start yeah. so early. Yeah, our the school district that I went to they do like the balanced calendar now, so they start like the end of July. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, it is, but they what? they get like they get two weeks off in spring and fall, which is yeah, we, nice we, for they them. Get, uh, yeah, so I, I mean, we both know Jeez. some teachers, um, yeah. but yeah, they get they get Thanksgiving, they get Christmas, they get two months for summer, February, like it's a ton of vacation days. Yeah, I'm not complaining. No, me either. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah, no, like the dude's young. She's a true freshman, and he's he's making plays at multiple levels. Like I don't. I saw a couple of things that said he got 17 snaps at cornerback in the Alabama game. Like, yeah. just insane. 
like that you could do that and then go to being like an edge and being an off ball guy and then playing court. Like it's like one level in front of Tyron Matthew. Like Tyron Matthew is able to do like the linebacker and DB multiple DB positions. And then you got Perkins able to do like D line back to like a slot corner thing. Like, right. Yeah. It's it's between your, your Tyron Matthew and your Micah Parsons. Yeah. Just insane athlete. I remember the, um, the Ravens would do that with Terrell Suggs sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah corner like that's honestly that's like the closest comp i can think of right now yeah just what he's doing Those do, you know, yeah either Suggs or parsons honestly is probably like the close the closest thing dude special yeah. but uh yeah i think they have to get their offense under control i don't think they have to worry about it with the rest of their schedule uh in the regular season but if they want to have a shot in hell of beating georgia they're gonna have to get their offense figured out quick case Bute just like i don't know what's happening with him I'm, I'm telling you, watch out for that A&M game because it's going to be their Super Bowl. Like they're just going to go out and try and mess up LSU's season. I, I, I see. That. I'm not touching it. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I can't say it's a good win because Arkansas is just another program that's kind of floundering this season. Yeah. But I mean, you gotta you gotta win them, and they did. So good job, LSU. Uh, next up, USC beat Colorado 55 to 17. Uh, Lincoln Riley's a douchebag. They ran a fake field goal for two, up 30 points. Fuck him. Um, style points, like, if you win out, you're making the playoff as USC. You don't have to worry about style points. I don't know, but you you got to put, put it on tape. You got, three ga- you got three games coming up that you are going to be fighting in. You need them to be spending every single second trying to figure you out. Yeah, I, I hope USC tries to run some cute shit. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah, I hope USC tries to run some cute shit on special teams. That's like the one thing Notre Dame has been consistently good at this year. Um, <laughs> but Travis Dia being out for the year, that is that is a huge loss. Yep. Like, heart and soul of that team felt like. Yeah. Some of the other injuries that they have on the defensive side, like the defense has been bad, bad these past few weeks. Like, they were... Not great at the start of the season. They were just kind of buoyed by that unsustainable turnover ratio that they had. But now that that's kind of fallen off and now that they've had a couple of injuries, they're just straight up bad. Like, they're allowing almost eight yards per play. They let Arizona score 35 on them. Like, if they run into another offense with a pulse, like, they're going to get boat raced. I mean, you yeah, you, you look at control your destiny, and yeah, they went out, they're in. But I think if, I think that's like a a huge upset if they win all three of these games. Yeah. I mean, That's it's a, a huge upset. Yeah. They've got Notre, they've got UCLA first, which a great uniform matchup. Like that yeah, is a class. That's, that's the uniform matchup. In my that opinion, is the future big 10 matchup that we're all looking forward to. Big 10 Pacific pod championship. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> right. The Pacific pod. Uh, but then after that, they've got Notre Dame, who has had a very annoying habit of playing up or down to their competition. So who knows how that game's going to go. Uh, but then they got to place the winner of the Pac-12 North, whoever that ends up being. And like you said, I don't think they I don't think they go 3-0 in that stretch. No, I'd be very surprised. That team's just got fraud written all over it. And I, I really hope that I'm right, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to eat a lot of crow if I'm wrong on that. But... I, just, I, don't need to, I, I don't need to see USC Georgia in a playoff. Like, no, that wouldn't be fun at all. It'd yeah. be like Tennessee. It'd be like Tennessee Georgia. Yeah, kind of, kind of worse because USC's got some injuries on their on their right. receiving core, so they don't even have a lot of their studs out there. Like just a worse version of that. 
yeah. Anyway, they beat Colorado 55 to 17. Colorado's awful. Um, Mel Tucker really did a number on that program. <laughs> so, uh, moving on, we had another SEC East matchup or SEC West matchup. Alabama beat Ole Miss 30 to 24. Great game. Bryce played really well again. Uh, feels like he is, man, he is doing everything out there that he can to get this Bama team some wins because he is not getting a ton of help, especially on the perimeter. Yeah, they, they haven't had anybody separate and, and establish themselves anywhere. I mean, Gibbs, Gibbs was that on the ground and has been for much of the season, but didn't do a ton in this game. And on the outside, yeah, they haven't had... I mean, it's weird. Like, they got guys, but they just haven't had any guys really put it together fully yet. Yeah, and, like, I don't know if it's just the fact, the fact that the, it's maybe a younger core that just doesn't have as much yeah. experience or if they just misevaluated on some guys, which doesn't seem right. But, like, it's on both sides of the ball that they're struggling on the perimeter. Their DBs aren't, that, aren't as good as Bama DBs usually are, and their receivers aren't as good as they usually are. Like, it's just, just a weird Bama team right now. But they're yeah, still, they, they still have a chance to make the SEC championship game. Like that's the bad thing. Yeah. What happens if What happens if Bama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game? Oh my God! And me. That's why. I, whenever they put them at nine, I just feel like they're trying to make it happen. They're trying like, to manifest it. Yeah. Um, I, I was driving around during this game. Uh, shout out to John Parker Wilson on the call at one hundred point nine. The tide. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually pretty good. He was good to listen to. He was really smart. So, um, yeah, Ole Miss, they're looking, I mean, decent, like, no complaints. Yeah, I think, I think Ole Miss is probably either the second or third best team in this division. Like, I think they do have a lot of talent on their roster. I think it's just a matter of you have to be able to get some high school recruiting done on top of what you do in the portal, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Like, you have to be able to put some cohesion together um, for the, everything to click, but... I, th- I think Lane's doing a great job this year. Well, yeah, I think we saw that list of the uh, the amount of guys that were at this game. It was like mm-hmm. it's like a good like thirty five guys at this game throughout the next two years. So and those and those Ole Miss powder blues are awesome. Like those are incredible uniforms. Um, I think yeah, I think if you're a recruit though and you're leaning Ole Miss, like obviously it's hard to go up against like the Bamas and Georgias of the world, but. Like, I don't see why you'd say no to Ole Miss right off the jump right now. Yeah, it just depends on if you want to sacrifice your education or not. It's up to you. But also, um, you, know, you also are not, at, at this exact moment, confident about who's going to be coaching you. Right, right. yeah. Kind of going back to what we were saying about Lane and everything. Like, but, it's a very real worry. Yeah. And I like, I bet it, I, I would, again, same thing, like... I, Ole Miss is a great place to be right now if that's if that stability's there, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it is. Big if. So I, I went to Ole Miss a lot for school, going there, and like I, recently I've been going down U.S. News Report polls, and like their average <laughs> salary is like way lower than even Georgia Southern's. Not way lower, but still lower. And I'm like, wow, eh. not great. No thanks. We are we are actually. Uh, Slightly ahead of South Carolina. Just want to throw that out there. Shout out, Cox. Yeah, um, shout out, Cox. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wasn't that a like Alabama has a phrase, thank God for Mississippi when it comes to education and like all those other quality of life stats and everything? Yeah, yeah it was. Um, what's his name? The uh, who was the Oregon uh, Thibodeau? 
he was actually yeah. shooting shots at Bama last year, but then they pulled it out, and Bama's actually like slightly ahead of Oregon in every educational like <laughs> right. Um, whatever, it doesn't matter. He tried. Oregon's yeah. a weird place, dude. What Eugene? Yeah. yeah. Have you been out there? No, but like uh, all my friends who are from the Pacific Northwest are like. It's just, it, it's a very it's like a, it is very Oregon centric there. Yeah, Some big time Portlandia vibes. Oh. I um I've only been to like Washington State. I've never been to Oregon. Yeah, I've been to Seattle. So like I've been on Washington's campus, but never never down oh. south to Oregon either. I was, so I went straight up. I drove by. It looked beautiful. The um the stadium like from the highway, you could just see it. Oh, I bet that Nike money. Uh, Nike yeah. money. No, no, at Washington, Washington's. Oh, at Washington. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's in a cool little spot in Seattle too. Like Seattle's a beautiful city, honestly. Yeah, but anyway, great. I mean, it was a good game between Alabama and Ole Miss. I mean, and Ole Miss had a chance to win the ball game too. Like they drove down; they were well within striking distance to score that game when he touched down, and they just couldn't get it done. It happens. I mean, you're playing Alabama. I don't think that's anything to, you know, hang your head in shame about. But, yeah, they only uh, Jackson Dart tightened that shit up. He yeah, like, there was like there was like four balls that probably should have been picked, and he just lucked out. This game could have yeah. been a lot worse. Yeah, like he did. Lot. Man, if Lane ends up getting like an elite high school QB recruit at any point in his tenure at Ole Miss, like that could be some scary shit to watch. Um, Arch, baby. Yeah, <laughs> man, that'd be fun. Uh, moving on, we got Clemson who routed Ole Miss thirty-one, or Clemson routed Louisville thirty-one to sixteen. Not Ole Miss. Um, nice bounce back after what happened last week for the Tigers. Uh, I mean, you're still not sold on their offensive situation, though. Like, Shipley and Mafa had a really good game. Shipley almost had 100, and Mafa had over 100. Like, on the ground, things went fine. But, I mean, DJU only – he didn't even get 200 yards through the air against a Louisville defense that has is good at, like, pressuring and rushing the passer, but – in terms of actual coverage, has not been all that great. Like, yeah, DJU's got to be gone after this season, right? He's definitely, like, he's hitting the portal. Yes. I, I, I have. I have to imagine he is. Like, like Cade didn't even get any reps. I don't know if Cade's injured or not, but the only other quarterback that had a passing stat was Antonio Williams, and he's a wide receiver. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're, 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 Option is to go into those camps at basically a 50-50, right? Whether you could beat this guy out. And yeah. if you don't and you're transferring later in the in the cycle, your odds of going into a good program and actually getting a start are a lot lighter. And I just feel like he knows that. Yeah. And sees the sign. And then like, you know, he's not totally replaced like uh What's his face was? Um, who was that? Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant. Yeah. Kelly, Bryant, Kelly yeah. Bryant. Like he hasn't been replaced, so it's not like you have to leave. But I don't know. They're gonna have to pay him a lot if they want him to stay. Yeah, and I mean, like they've got a five-star quarterback in this recruiting class. On oh. top of getting Cade Klubnik this last class, like Dabo's able to get these high-end quarterbacks in. So if you're DJU, like you got to be sweating a little bit. If you if you want to stay at Clemson, you've got to be worried. Yeah, if, I mean, if he if he starts, I could see Cade transferring out. I mean, like that's 
Yeah. Kind I of think Quinn Ewers, Quinn Ewers effect. Oh, I don't think they're both on the roster. No, no someone is transferring season. out of there. Yeah, it's, it's going to be one way or the other. I, yep. I mean, yeah. I Cade went to one of those Austin schools, those big ones. So he's got tons of connections, I'm sure, across the board. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a five-star quarterback. Like, he's going to get looks no matter where he ends up going. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm Clemson's – I'm just saying, he's probably got buddies playing at, like, tons of places right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. So, um, do you get, yeah. Do you guys think Clemson's, like, just out of the playoffs scenario? No, unfortunately. If they, out, if they went out, you think they got a shot to get in? You think they're done? I don't. I mean, they're not – what's who, – who do they have left? What do they have left? Uh, I mean, somebody and then Carolina and then UNC. In the yeah, championship game. Yeah, they've got Miami and South Carolina. Miami. I mean, if I just I don't see there it's chaos. I mean, it's like yeah, if USC loses and uh, yeah, they need help, like some of you know Bama, LSU beats Georgia, and like all this other stuff happens. Yeah, I guess they're technically still alive. And like if TCU loses, but they're not getting in over. Uh, at least not in my mind over the like Tennessee or uh, Tennessee, like Tennessee or loser of Ohio State Michigan. Yeah. yeah, the Tennessee the Tennessee is the hardest part for everybody because their quality wins are so high. Right, yeah. like, and they're going to win out. Like they're not losing these last couple games. Like, did they play anybody before Vandy? Like anybody good? I don't think I don't think they play anybody good. Um. But yeah, like ten, like Tennessee is going to finish out eleven and one, so they are going to be they're going to be ranked fifth at worst going into the selection show. Um, that's, that's just tough. But Clemson and North Carolina, their only loss is to Notre Dame, which I mean, again, they've had a very strange tendency of playing up or down to their competition. So like, it's hard to tell what kind of loss that is, if that's a quality loss or not. I mean, Notre Dame is ranked right now, but. They also just barely squeaked by Navy. Like I, I don't hey, know. If they if they beat USC, then I guess that no, right, then that yeah. Clemson loss is looking even better, and maybe they yeah. have more of a chance. But like just on their own, I don't know. Well, that's yeah. it's it's kind of like with the uh, the next team. Let's let's just jump into it. That's what we're kind of talking about. Like if they beat USC and Oregon, what would happen? But yeah, yeah. So. The team talking that it is talking about is number twelve UCLA, who got stunned by Arizona. Like that shocker. I don't think there's any other way to describe that. We were, we kind of brought it up. Like Arizona has a good offense. They do. Like yeah. um, shout out shout out to uh yeah Charlie you two uh, your boy uh, Jacob Cowling like he's uh I keep I I've called him all year man. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I watch it, like, and I, I look at the box score every week, and he has, like, at least eight catches every single week. Um, he gets the ball. But, yeah, I mean, I, that's – UCLA choked it up. I, I went to bed. I saw Arizona was up 14 nothing, but I knew I had to be up early, so I couldn't stay up. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just kind of weird because, like, the defense, like, they did a really good job at containing the explosive plays. Like, they still let them do a lot on the ground. They let UCLA do a lot on the ground. Charbonnet had 182 yards and three touchdowns. Like he, they got their they got theirs in terms of the rushing attack, but like they didn't really allow for a ton of explosive plays, and they didn't really allow for like big runs to really hurt them or anything. And like 
Delara played out of his mind last night or uh, Saturday night. Like he just it was an out of body experience for him. He was just playing incredibly well, and it bit you. It UCLA has a, that's a pretty bad loss. Like I think we've been kind of higher on Arizona long term as a program just because we like just seeing what Jed Fish has done with recruiting and just with culture building, but. Like I, I didn't expect. I had no idea this was a possibility. Honestly, they were. I mean, they were. Yeah, they were in the Fiesta Bowl like less than ten years ago with uh, Rich Rod. Like it's, it's possible. Like Arizona could be good. Arizona State could be good as well. Like I, they just got to get their act together. You know, find the right guy. Jeff Fish looks. I mean, he's awesome. I he love that like the guy. I love that little gift that I found of him yelling "fuck you" on the sideline. Like, yeah, yeah. He's he seems great. And I mean, the only problem I only problem I have with them is it's the same Mike Leach. I mean, they they're like an air raid offense, so yeah, you'll win one here and there. But I mean, you're not going to do it, but every seven tries. Yeah, so tough, tough loss for UCLA. Um, they have a chance to completely sink the pac 12s chances if they win next week playing USC. Uh, I, I don't think there's any shot for any Pac-12 team to make it if USC ends up losing that game. We were um, we were talking. I was looking at the schedule. Yeah, so UCLA, USC, and then um, Oregon definitely has a chance to lose and Washington go because uh, Oregon's playing Utah next week. So yeah, big big Pac-12 week next week. Yeah, well, a lot of act after dark madness going on there. So looking forward to that one. Uh, speaking of Utah, uh, they beat the shit out of Stanford, forty-two to seven. Good job, Utah. Don't. No notes. Any notes? No notes. Yeah. Don't even talk about it. Do your job. David Shaw, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yep. He gone. Uh, next up, number 14. Penn State beat Maryland 30 to nothing. Han, why don't you uh, take a little lead on this? I mean, look, it was a, it was a good game. Uh, shitty weather again for Penn State at home. But, boy, those two freshman running backs are just really, really good. And that is so fun. Having good running backs is fun. And as a Penn State fan, I've been very lucky to have some good running backs in the last 10 years. Uh, and especially, I mean, I guess the, the big benefit is this was a game with three backup offensive linemen. And they ran all over Maryland, who is not, again, a terrible football team. Uh, so that was very, very good to see. Uh, two games coming up. Rutgers and, and, and Michigan State where, you know, by all accounts, you should be able to handle those two games. And then we're done with the Sean Clifford era. Like, yeah. Things are, are looking excited? up for me. <laughs> and that defense, again, I'm talking about offense, but that defense looked just great against Maryland. And they've been shit offense the last couple weeks. Talia does not look his normal self, but yeah. they just ruined them. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. you can't ask for much more than a shutout from your defense no. like that. Absolutely, put the clamps down. Good job. Um, yeah, Penn State's looking like a good team. Like it, they're they're solidly the third best team in the conference. I would say. Yeah, yeah, I, I really liked uh, Sean Clifford's interview. Whenever that was, uh, I don't know. Simi posted it in the Discord. It was like a minute long. Oh yeah. Long. oh yeah. His whole thing about how like he gets it, like he, he, yeah. it. he, he, he gets it. He really does get it. Oh, yeah, he, he was like, he's like, trust me, like I'm ready to be gone, and you guys are ready to be gone. Like I, I understand. I get it. Yeah. 
Good for him uh, to be well, self-aware, but man, yeah. that's gonna be. That sucks. It, uh, yeah. Like, it really sucks for him, uh, mm. and I I get that it sucks for him, yeah. and it's not his fault. But like, yeah, you know, whatever. Two more games, and yep. then the bowl. Which I don't know. I feel like he's gonna like not opt out of the bowl and play in the bowl because oh, like Clifford, oh, he's definitely playing. Yeah. Last game. So no, we'll... he's just got the headset on, training to be the QB coach. So great, future. love it. <laughs> I would uh, just, as long as Drew's on the field, I'll be happy. Yeah, we're uh, hey, we're gonna have to figure out like a friendly bet for the uh, Penn State Michigan State game. Yeah, a little move, little movie wager. Oh no. <laughs> I still owe some people those right now. Yeah. Oh God, I, uh, I yeah, I owe J Dog watching solo for the fucking Lions game. Oh, I owe Wagon watching. Um, what was the the um, Anna Darmus uh, Ben Affleck movie? Deep, oh, Deep, Water. Deep Water. Yeah, I already watched it. <laughs> I don't want to watch it again. Ben, user has to go out into the garage and recreate the Land Grant Trophy. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I've got quite a bit of lumber lying around. <laughs> oh, you're good then. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's the funniest trophy. The thing weighs like a hundred and like seventy pounds. So <laughs> unwieldy, like no reason for it to hold it up. They've got they've got the books sitting on the shelf, like <laughs> just insane. I wonder what's going to happen. That might not even end up being a thing in a couple of years. Like that might that might not end up being like a yearly game. Yeah, we'll see. I I mean I, I think I think. Franklin would rather have that game locked in than Ohio State every year. That's for damn sure. But Dude, I, like me, me, so we're not talking about Michigan State. Me and my dad went to watch the game. He's like, "What happens if it's pods?" And he was like, "Is it going to be Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State every year?" And I was like, "Honestly, like, those are like the three traditionalish, right?" Teams, so I don't know for us. I you and Michigan have a trophy rivalry, huh? Or I you and Michigan State the uh, the old brass platoon. Yes, platoon. Yeah, platoon. Like, yeah, the thing about the pods is that you you have to give them like at least one easy game, quote unquote easy game. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just don't want to be with Rutgers and Maryland. I hate them. Yeah, yeah. Like well, we're playing Rutgers this weekend, and me and my dad we went to like the Michigan State alumni bar to watch it. Yeah, just like, like nobody's getting up for that shit. Like, no. Yeah. There's like tough. 20 people, 20, 25, 30 people there just like kind of just drinking and talking because nobody's watching the game. Yeah, can't imagine that was too much fun. Yeah, but and you're circling back. Good win for Penn State. I mean, again, solidly positioning themselves to potentially making a New Year's Six Bowl. I think they're, they're a damn good football team. Uh, just unfortunately, they play in a wagon of a division with yeah. Michigan and Ohio State there. That's life. Yep, what are you going to do? But uh, moving on, a uh, fun little ACC matchup between North Carolina and Wake Forest. Uh, the number 15 Tar Heels won 36-34, locking themselves into the conference championship opposite Clemson. So we've already got that conference championship game sorted. Uh, that I think that's the first Power 5 championship game where both teams are locked in, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Clems- uh, TCU still doesn't have an opponent. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, Drake May is like we say it every week, which is just a sign of how good this dude is. Uh, Dane, I don't know if you guys listened to the athletic football show, uh, with Robert Mays, but uh, Dane Brugler was on with Andy Staples, and Brugler said that May 
would probably be QB one in this draft class if you went out like over Stroud and Young. Like this this kid is insane. Like he's so good at playing quarterback. It's not even it's it's just unreal. Five hundred fifty yards of offense, four touchdowns, three of those to Josh Downs, who is also very good. Um like UNC's defense is awful, but when you have a quarterback like Drake May who's able to sling it like that, you this is how you end up with one loss this late in the year. Like they just are really, really good offense and it's a ton of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean like I mean we've been talking about him all year. Like he I mean, Jake asked the question, we didn't put it on our mailbag, but like, he is him. Yeah. I mean that's that's I think that's the pod guy. Like if we had to pick one. Yeah. Yeah. I he might be the best college football player in the country, honestly. And we'll get two more years of him, so it's gonna be great. Yeah. But uh, I think it's just one. I think next year he's eligible. He's right like, for Yeah, I think next year. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. So we get one more year of this of this awesome talent. Um, Sam Hartman didn't have a bad game either, though. He threw for over 300 yards and four touchdowns. Like, this was a fun game. This was a shootout. Like, it was it was fun to watch this one. Um, just a lot of high-scoring offense and no defense, which, like, I'm, I'm okay with in college football, honestly. Like, you can have – you. there's room for both extremes of, of what's going on. You, you can have your sicko shit with the Big Ten West, but then also have fun stuff like, like what this game was. Yeah. Um, it went very back and forth just all night. It was pretty, uh, I mean, yeah, just a really even matchup between the two teams and NC was able to pull it out. You know, you had a, that holding penalty that took, uh, Wake Forest out of field goal range, but I mean, flags happen like they, it was, like a, it, it, was a, it was a good pass. I mean, yeah. like, it was a, it was a short pass, but AT Perry adjusted for it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, both quarterbacks and all those skill, like both offensive play, offenses played out of their mind. It was a lot of fun to watch that one. Um, so, same question that we asked earlier for Clemson: Can UNC win if they make it? If they make it all the way through, if they win out? I mean, I think it's basically the same as yeah. Clemson. Like, they just don't really have like a Clemson would be their biggest win. Yeah. Does Clemson have a bigger win? I, did anybody? They beat Florida State. That's Florida it. State. Florida State. I mean, yeah, I guess it's the same thing. They I mean, beat each other's biggest win. It's literally the exact same argument for either team. Clemson is just currently <laughs> ahead because they're Clemson. Yeah, exactly. Like, if, if you took these resumes and put them side by side with the names removed, like, it's the exact same shit. Right. You know, it's like that verbal meme with uh, Pam from The Office. Is the same, they're the same picture. They're the same picture. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man pointing. Exactly. So, I... I think if both of these teams could. I think both of these teams will get waxed when they do make if they do make the playoff because they both just have weaknesses on one side of the ball or the other, and it's the opposite sides of the ball for each team. Like that's one thing that could be fun about this conference championship game, though. It's going to be strength on strength and weakness on weakness. So uh, we could see a wacky result here. But um, I'm, hoping, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping they both lose their rivalry game, UNC and Clemson, like uh, the last week. Just to make it, just not even, not even give them a shot to make it in. Don't I don't need to see UNC Georgia. I know what's going to happen. Yeah, God, what have made did it though? That'd be so fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, like realistically, they shouldn't be in it. But if they get some chaos in front of them, I think they definitely could. Um, but in the chaos, 
Chaos is still around. My bad. Good. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, and there's still a decent chance for Chaos, too. Like, the, you've still got two weeks left and the conference championship game, so that's some weird shit could happen. Um, but yeah, good game for UNC. Wake obviously knocked out of the top 20, or knocked further down out of the top 25, but not a bad loss by any means. So, moving on, uh, we do have a bad loss, finally. North Carolina State lost to Boston College. Um, there's really no way to... There's not a good spin zone for this one. Boston College sucks. Like, they are very, very bad this year. And they beat NC State, who... They were some people's pick to win the ACC. Like, th this was... I mean... Like, I don't know what else you could say about this. This is just an awful, awful loss. Yeah, it is. It's a terrible loss, but they've kind of been trending down without... Devin Leary. Leary. And you can kind of see a team like that dropping out and, you know, losing their steam. Yeah. And I, mean, regardless, I mean, it's... They should beat Boston College, you know? Yeah. Well, especially as injury-depleted as Boston College is. Right. Like, they... Like this should not have been this this close of a game at all. I feel bad. Um, I looked it up. I remember I, I listened back to the or I didn't listen back, but listened to the ACC stuff. You were talking about the defense. They had like I think like ten guys coming back. They've only given up more than three touchdowns like one time this year, and like the, the offense just can't help them out. Yeah, the defense is the defense is still good. It's. Yeah. I mean, Devin Leary was finally starting to put it back together, but. He, he's, and he got hurt. Uh, like MJ Morris has been, or Emmett, not, yeah, MJ Morris. He's been playing fine, but he like somehow just got exposed to the, this past week. Um, they got out. I mean, they were leading. They were leading by seven after the first quarter. Like they, when you get a lead on Boston College, like you should be fine, especially <laughs> when they don't have any of like their starters anymore. Like this should have been an easy win for them. So this is really disappointing to see this from the Wolfpack. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, hopefully they can rebound, but that's yeah. it. Yep. Uh, next up, we had a top 25 G5 matchup as the two-lane green wave lost to UCF 38-31. to So UCF now is in the driver's seat for that New Year's Six Bowl. Again, they got a chance to, for another claim national championship. This, um, this, was, this was a big one for me because I remember – Going way back, I had UCF on their nine and a half win total, and, and they needed this one to win it. So, that was getting that close. Yeah, they're they're eight and two right now, so they needed this one to like even be to have it happen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, John John Reese, I swear to God, he's the fastest quarterback I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. He's a little, you know, five foot eleven. So yeah, he yeah, I mean, he got over three hundred yard total yards. I uh, got done. Um, I mean, UCF had pretty big leads at certain points in this game, too, that, you know, Tulane was able to claw their way back towards getting within a score of, but it just never, it like, never, it never felt like Tulane was going to win this game. No. Really disappointing, though. Um, I mean, UCF dominated time of possession over 10 minutes more than Tulane, 35 and a half minutes to 24 and a half minutes. Um, yeah, you're not going to win ball games usually if you're getting dominated like that. But. Next up, we've got Kansas State and Baylor. Kansas State beat the shit out of Baylor, thirty-one to three. What's uh, what's going on with Baylor? Hell I, don't I, know. I don't even know what's going on with Kansas State. Kansas That's State it. is the most 
confusing team to me in the FBS. They got deuced. That's all that matters. Well, yeah, but they've, uh. they they lost to Tulane, who we just talked about. Uh, they they've beaten two top ten teams, blew a lead against TCU, and then you know waxed Oklahoma State forty eight nothing. Like I have no idea what to expect from them. I don't get it. Like, I mean, this is just another example of the Big Twelve parity. Like, it, it's just been a really, really even conference overall this year. Uh, and Iowa State, like we talked about earlier, is really just kind of the odd man out there. Uh, they're the only team that's kind of been consistently poor. All these other teams have had streaks of being competitive and fun. Just don't really know. Just don't really know which one is actually the best behind TCU at this point. And might be can't, I guess it's Kansas State. They're the next highest ranked, right? But like, does anybody actually believe that? Um, no. I think it's yeah. probably Texas. I mean. Honestly, it might be. Um, but yeah, uh, Adrian Martinez out at least two weeks. So out for the rest of the regular season, possibly for the rest of the season in general. Uh, gonna have to see if he is able to make a return in time for the bowl. Do, but I don't. I think that would be like it for him. Like I don't think he has the. I think he's he's through his uh, COVID year. I think this. I, I think this is his COVID year. Yeah. yeah. So like that would be that would really be like the end of the Martinez era. Yeah, on top of him, like it was his brother before that. Like it's just been. It's been it's, it feels like for. It feels like fifteen years. Like he, yeah. So. And Nebraska dynasty. Yeah, something like that. I think the I think the first Martinez was directly after uh, what's his name from the Bengals, the uh, Zach Taylor. I think that was like right after that. Oh really? <laughs> God. Yeah, so like I mean like two thousand like. Eight two thousand nine or something like that. Like it's been a long time. If Martinez is running through Nebraska, in our yeah, mind, yeah, it's uh, end of an era for sure. But uh, ho- hopefully, he can get back for the bowl at least to maybe get go out with a win. Because uh, I don't think he's going to have an NFL career by any means. No. no. Uh, I guess I can only put off talking about this game for so long. Uh, next up, we've got number 20, Notre Dame, who convincingly beat Navy on the road. And by convincingly, I mean they got up 35-14 to 14 at half and then uh, didn't score another point for the rest of the game. So 35-32 uh, to 32 was your final there. They ended up getting a win. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that the, uh, the catch by Brady yeah. Lindsay over the weekend. Like, that was insane. Like, if it didn't get overshadowed immediately by Justin Jefferson, it probably would have been the catch of the weekend. But um, caught a ball behind a dude's back and, like, tackled him with the ball behind. Like, it was an insane catch. Um, I haven't seen it. Was it like a, like a pylon pro throw? You know what I'm talking about? No, it wasn't a pylon throw. It was, you know, it was a no, true pylon ball. Uh, but... A pro throw, like, uh, from Alabama. He, like, he, like, grabs the ball behind his back and, like, goes down with him. Yeah. That's exactly okay. what it was. Um, yeah, uh, a poorly placed ball by Drew Pine, which, you know, on brands. Uh, he's, just, <laughs> he's just not good. Like, he's he's too too short. He's He can't see over his offensive lineman. He can't get the ball. He doesn't have the strong enough arm to shoot the ball downfield most of the time. Like, just not good. And then Navy adjusted on defense and sent a lot of pressure in the second half, and the team just couldn't adjust. Um I think the most disappointing thing for me watching this game was the run game. Uh, they just could not get stuff going on the ground. And 
when you're Notre Dame and you have a reputation as like O line as an O line you like you sh- regardless of what kind of gimmicky shit maybe runs on either side of the ball, you should be able to blow them off. You should be able to have physical them. And the fact that they didn't is pretty disappointing. Um, they moved up two spots uh, by virtue of chaos happening ahead of them. Uh, I don't know. They played up, like I said a couple times earlier, they play up and down to their competition. So this means they're probably going to squeak one out against BC and then blow the shit out of USC. Um, so, I mean, yeah, not a whole lot else to say about that. Thank God they got quarterbacks coming in and hopefully a transfer too because need somebody that can consistently run an offense here. Next up, who's it going to be? Which which ACC quarterback is going to Notre Dame next year? Leary's <laughs> getting the most smoke out of all of the like beat writers and insiders and everything. Can like he that. can he get in? Back oh, I, I would. I think he's going to be a grad transfer. So yeah. Okay. I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, I think it was uh, Leary and then uh, Brennan Armstrong were the two ACC like favorites to get in. So Maybe I prefer Leary. We yeah, something, something like that. Right. But hopefully they get. I mean, hope, I'm sure they will grab somebody out of the portal. It's just a matter of who at this point. Um, yeah. I think there's enough there to see that if they have a quarterback, this can be a very fun and efficient offense. So hopefully that appeals to those guys that are looking for a team. Yeah. So next up, uh, number 21, Illinois. Lost to Purdue, thirty-one to twenty-four, and uh, we're gonna save this one for the end to talk about it in a little more detail because I really don't know what's going on with the Big Ten West anymore. Uh, I, I, I love and hate this division uh, for the same reasons, pretty much. Like it's just chaos. Like this is what chaos looks like. There's not one single team I think that actually controls their own destiny, which doesn't make like. It, it doesn't make sense to me because then you have to go into like five time tiebreakers or some shit like that. We'll get, we'll get the cat. We'll get the criteria out and talk through. Yeah, it. yeah. We'll we'll, we'll 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 come back. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Illinois definitely falling off here. Purdue, Purdue playing like the team I think we thought they could be. Um, Aiden O'Connell had a good had a decent game. Like they, Purdue has the ability to win some bigger ball games like that and. If you're Ohio State, are you sweating a little bit at the thought of uh, an unranked Purdue at a night game when you're ranked number two in the nation? Yes. In Indianapolis? Yes. Uh, I feel like you might be getting some, some flashbacks there if you're an Ohio State fan. I don't think it'll be an issue, but, man, that would be funny. If they come out in the, uh, what, do they, what do they call them, the Moonraker helmets or whatever they are? Yeah, the, the Moon, Moon Man uniforms. helmets or whatever yeah. the hell they are. They're in trouble. Yeah. Char- Charlie Jones will get. 18 catches for 256 yards and four TDs or something like that. Can you, God, that kid was wasting away at Iowa. Unbelievable. It's, it's just, it's truly unbelievable. Fuck Iowa. He still, does he still have more yards than, um, Petrus? Uh, like more receiving yards than Petrus has throwing, passing yards. I would not doubt that. Although he was for a while. Iowa's offense has kind of come to life a little bit these past couple weeks, so I think Petrus might have finally passed him. Yeah, he's got him by 300 yards. Yeah, he, yeah. I was going to say, he has to. He's got 1,000 receiving yards. He, but, no, but, I mean, Petrus only has 1,500 yards, and he's got uh, five more TDs because Jones has 10, and Petrus only has five. 
Petrus only has five passing touchdowns. Yeah. They played ten games. Oh my god. Yeah, Iowa. The worst thing that could happen is if Iowa wins the Big Ten West and then uh, the Forensis get an extension or the one Forens gets an extension because they won the Big Ten West. Like, no, no, Brian, Brian is not getting an extension unless. Dude, unless Kirk, Kirk wants it. He won't let him leave. Kirk, Kirk yeah. will never let them drop him. He won't let it happen. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm. I, 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 we're talking about like the five star QB book. Like I, I'm starting to sympathize. Like I couldn't fire my own kid. Yeah, I get, I get that. But like, if that's the case, then you need to be the one that's let go. Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Bobby Bowden yeah. did it. I mean, like, yeah. Bob, Bobby, uh, Bobby fired Jeff, and then uh, he sent him up there to coach for Terry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not without precedent. That's all I'm saying. Um. But yeah, so we'll talk about the Big Ten West here towards the end a little bit, but uh, let's just keep it moving here. Obviously, number 22 team was UCF. That beat Tulane. Number 23 team last week was Florida State, who, uh, yeah, Syracuse is done. They beat Syracuse 38-3. to uh, It was fun while it lasted, but the the wheels have fallen off. They probably fell off last week, but they, they have officially fallen off this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jordan Travis is playing really good football. Like he's yeah, um, if if we're like buying selling stock for next year, like Florida State's getting up mm-hmm. there on the list of teams yeah. to buy. Like I think they'll be returning a lot, and Jordan Travis has another year, and like they look, they look really good. Yeah, I've enjoyed watching Florida State a lot this season. Even in their losses, they've been pretty competitive and fun. Um, Obviously, that week one win was awesome for Florida State, especially with the ex- expectations going into the season. Like, you know, it's not like anybody expected LSU to be anything, but that was looking better and better each week. Like, rising tide lifts all boats, I guess. But it's, uh, yeah, Florida State's played some really good ball right now, and Syracuse is just not like they're just back. They're back to being the Syracuse that we all kind of expected going into the season. Yeah. Um, have, you, have you guys seen Sean Tucker's Twitter? <laughs> no. I saw one of the tweets, but why don't you go ahead? And so uh, no, it, it, it's it's every week. He just um, he he just writes like what the score was because we lost, um, or like we lost. I had 15 carries for 44 yards, and like that's it every week. He's like, yeah, we we beat Pittsburgh by 45 points, and then we I had 140 yards in the catch. <laughs> it's um, just keep it, just keeping everybody updated. Yeah, I know it's funny though. It's, it's almost <laughs> like um. You, know, you, get, you get on here, and it's like, yeah, I was right about Washington, and uh, I talked about it for a little bit, but yeah, it's he's a good guy. I, I just I think somebody else is running the Twitter because it's it's that, and then it's like uh, nil like video game deals and yeah. stuff like that. I'm good for him, but yeah. yeah, I mean, just two teams that are com- trending in complete opposite directions from what we thought they would be. Um, just even like a month or two ago, like Syracuse was looking really good and Florida State was kind of floundering a little bit. But Florida State's looking like a good ball team right now. <sighs> Next up, we've got the number 24 Kentucky Wildcats. Or they were the number 24 Kentucky Wildcats. They are not that anymore. Um, they're out of the AP Top 25 because of the team they lost to. Uh, losing a game in general is not going to do you any favors, but 
when you lose to Vanderbilt, that's that's tough. That's you can't lose to Vanderbilt if you're another SEC team. I mean, you lost to the GPA anchor, like oh, twenty six games. That's how long it had been since Vanderbilt won an SEC game. Um, I mean, what what's the issue with Kentucky? Is it Will Levitt? Like, is it a play calling issue? Is it just the offensive line being really bad? Like, what has happened? Charlie, you said you were going to rip into him. I mean, look, he's not a, he's not good. Like, he's not good. He, he being Will Levis, right? Yes, he's not like. Their best player is Chris Rodriguez, who was out their first two games. Like he's a really damn good running back. They have yeah. a very, very good running back. If they ran a pure read option, like Lamar Jackson type offense with Will Levis and Rodriguez, maybe they could be a really good football team because Levis is athletic. He's a good runner. He's not good at throwing the ball. He's not very good at being in the pocket in general. Uh, and he doesn't make plays. He he's not making the scrambling plays that he needs to make if he's going to recover from being bad at passing the football. So uh, that's not even play calling. Like they're not play calling scrambles for him, but plays yeah. are breaking down, and he's not making anything happen. Yeah, their well, defense. Gonna... No, not my business. But boy, Will Levis is not. So the guy. I mean, I... I've, I've kind of been beating it for a while, and, like, I mean, we're all NFL fans as well. Uh, Tankathon has him going seventh right now to the Seahawks. It's insanity. CBS has him going sixth to the Panthers. Um, and then um, Wall Street Football is one that always pops up, and they're not very reliable, but they have him going third to the Raiders. I'm like, Are God, they watching? I, I don't think so. I saw some, I don't know who tweeted it, but like there was a whole thing about Levis. I think it's one of the Penn State guys who's like, well, Levis sucks. Uh, but during the game, the announcers were like, oh, yeah, NFL's because he had a terrible game. I mean, not a terrible game, but he had 170 yards against uh, and got sacked like eight times against Missouri. And the, the announcers were like, oh, yeah, we talked to the scouts and they were like, oh, yeah, that's not. That that what that wasn't Will Levis. Like that's not the Will Levis we know. And it's like, what what Will Levis do you know? Like, what has he ever done that has convinced you that he's going to be a top five draft pick? It makes no sense. Um. So I was the wedding I was at last night. I was with a Florida guy and a UK guy, and they they were both like, the Florida guy was like, I think I was sold on his like like his arm a couple of years ago, but now it's just like, I mean, like there's nothing there to see that, like, justifies him going that high in a draft. Yeah, like, it feels like they're not actually watching these games to see what's going on. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, there's has, just something off strong. about this. Like, he'd win, he'd probably win that uh, college football all-star skills throwing distance competition that they used to do on ESPN, too. Yeah. He'd probably win that, but... I don't know. That doesn't win you the NFL these days. Yeah, yeah it's. Yeah, I mean, I it's like uh, they, they think he's going to like turn into Josh Allen. I'm like, he's not even close. Like, no. Um, my uh, my coworker, he is a UK grad, and he took his son up there. He's like ten for his first UK game. Oh weekend. no! It was like it was like thirty eight degrees and like snowing. Like it was like. <laughs> 
nasty. Like nasty. I lost nasty. to Vanderbilt. He said that he said they still had a really good time. Like, and it was just the two of them. So, like, that's good at least, I guess. But yeah, yeah like, I don't you like the, you like the first one to be a win. For the game. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> would. But one of the first ones I can really remember was the Penn State game for me. Nice, oh, really? In East Lansing, yeah, it was like uh, the year that uh, Penn State played Florida State in the bowl game. Like, it was like the three versus four. Like, uh, I think it was the Orange Bowl. Oh, uh, two thousand six. Yeah, yeah. But uh, game day was there. Like, it was awesome. But... Michael, you got to see Michael Robinson. Yeah, I love Michael that Robinson. That dude. I, I, I liked that team a lot. That dude. Drew, Drew Stanton starting at quarterback for Michigan State. Yeah. Talk about old. Elite. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Will Levis is not good. I mean, I don't know what else you could really say. He just does not – he's not playing like a top-10 quarterback or even a first-round quarterback. Like – is he playing even like a day two quarterback at this point? He, he's still going to go top ten. Like, he, I, I feel like I no get matter that because he's going to test well. Because he's going to test well. He's going to run yeah. really well. He's going to he's going to bench a lot. I, I, although I will say, like I don't, if I wouldn't throw at the combine if I'm him. Mm-mm. No, throw a pro day. Throw a pro. Yeah. Like I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even attempt. I wouldn't even walk onto the field to do a, a quarterback drill at the combine. Yeah, I agree with that. Run your um, four five forty and get out of there. There's yep. three teams. I mean, I, I said are the Panthers, the Raiders, and the uh, Seahawks. Like none of them that works out bad for any of them. If they draft him. Tell you who the Panthers could add. Who? Justin Fields. He's been good. <laughs> he has been. That's what I'm saying. They could have had him this morning. This morning on the on uh, Sports Center was is Justin Fields going to play himself into the MVP? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Dan Orlovsky, he's good. Loves him. Orlovsky he does. loves him. Which, yeah, I do, too. I, I get it. Orlovsky's a lot better in the booth than he is uh, as I a liked pundit. him a lot. We had him this weekend, and I liked him a lot. Yeah, yeah. he's good in the booth. Yeah, the Irish had him. Uh, last weekend, weekend sorry. Uh, okay, uh, I was about to say the... Um, who the do you want to... Uh, Indiana, um, for the Indiana game. Yeah. Speaking of Orlovsky, you want to uh, pivot into the uh, UConn before we do the other one? Yeah, let's let's do UConn. So UConn is uh, bowl eligible this year with a thirty six to thirty three win for Liberty. So uh, eat shit, Hugh Freeze, I guess. Um, first bowl since twenty fifteen for UConn. That's awesome. Like that. That's just cool for a program that honestly was probably on the chopping block a couple times over the past few years, possibly even this year. So seeing them actually being able to go to a bowl, that's just awesome for those kids that are on that team. And that's awesome for Jim Mora Jr. Although like, I don't think he's necessarily hurting for anything, but like, that's still just a really good, that's a really nice win. That's the same thing with like Kansas and Duke being bowl eligible this year. I mean, Duke has been bowl eligible, but teams like Kansas that are bowl eligible. um, It's just really nice to see that kind of stuff happen. Yeah, my uh, my in laws are all UConn people, and right. honestly, uh, my father in law pretty much had no idea. Like they just do not care about football. Yeah, but and someone he loves, does. He loves college football, but he's like, "Oh, UConn's like five and five and five right now." I was like, "Yeah, yeah. But, oh shit." <laughs> uh, one yeah. of my one of my wife's um, friends, like growing up, he actually wrote like a letter to Jim Mora, like as a walk on at the beginning of the year. But he's like, he was like twenty eight at the time, and Jim Mora responded, "He's like, come out to try out." <laughs> well, what's the worst that can happen? You can say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, 
Yeah, it's nice to know someone cares about it, though. Jim Moore Jr. obviously cares about the state of this UConn program. Um, Bennett, I know you have this nice little quote here from him, so I don't know if you want to... Uh, yeah, he um, he just said, my standard's not six wins. Last time I won six games, I got fired. <laughs> Talking about UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great quote from Jim Mora Jr. Honestly, but, yeah. like, if he could get them to like a like a eight nine win program, like that would be awesome. Like every Should year. we talked about we talked about Leipold being coach of the year. <laughs> we might have to throw some serious consideration to Jim Mora Jr. here. Uh, Leipold probably still should get it just because he played a little bit of a tougher schedule for those wins at least. Um, but yeah, no, I mean that's awesome for UConn. Bad for Liberty. Like that's. UConn ended up being a better team than we all anticipated them being, but that's still a pretty bad loss for for Liberty, who's typically like on the fringe of the top twenty five discussion there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, other fun stuff to happen: Auburn beat A and M thirteen to ten. First win for Coach Caddy. Cadillac Williams. Cadillac gets his Williams. First win as a head coach. Great, gave a great speech afterwards too. Uh, on his little post game interview, talking about how much like Auburn and all these kids meant, uh, had some really good quotes about serving these kids as a way to like when asked how he's holding this team together and everything like that, and how he's managing the talent. So he seems like a really humble dude. I'm I'm rooting for him. I know he's not going to get the job afterwards, but it's always cool to see like the interim coaches get wins like this. Um, I, I've been talking to Bert's on a good bit. Um, just outside of everything, and I mean, like, he, there's no chance he gets the job. Like, yeah, no, there's not. And I looked up his 24-7 profile. He's had four recruits total in, like, two or three years. So, like, one, one of them is Tank Bigsby, but... It's a good hit. <laughs> yeah, but Auburn, like, you need somebody to, like, go play golf and all that stuff. And, like, I, yeah. like obviously the boosters are going to love him because, like, he was awesome there. Like, yeah. he, was, he was a five-star recruit himself and, like, all that, but, like, yeah, it's. I mean, it's, they're they're focused in on Wayne right now. Yeah, it's good for his resume though. Like he can probably go to like a he he could probably with wins like this, especially if he can. God, what if he wins the Iron Bowl? That would be. Build Iron Bowl is like one of those ones. Like it doesn't matter what year it is. Doesn't matter how bad Auburn or Bama is. Like, I mean, shit, last year, like you know. And, and the year before that too, like just buckle in, like it's it's gonna be seven points. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've been to one one Iron Bowl, um, and I've been in Tuscaloosa for another. But that that year when I was in Tuscaloosa, um, it was Blake Sims was the quarterback, and they destroyed Auburn. Like it yeah. wasn't even close. Yeah, but you get some of these just really really good games out of the Iron Bowl. If if Cadillac Williams wins the Iron Bowl with how this team was looking at the start of the season, like. Just build him a statue, damn it! Yeah, it's an insane win. He he knocks A and M out of bowl eligibility and wins the Iron Bowl. Like, how much bigger of a win can that be for Auburn this season? I can't believe A and M's not going to even go to a bowl game. Like, they were bad. they were number six preseason. We had them up to number four. Yeah, like. Oh my god, this has just been an absolute mess of a season. Wegman looked bad again. Like <laughs> he yeah. did not look good at all. He looked he looked like he might have been able to help them turn a corner last week and then just looked awful this week. Uh I'm done uh I'm done picking AM. This was two weeks yeah. ago with my money line pick. 
We learned your lesson finally. Yeah, I, I, them and uh, there, there was another one. I, I don't remember who it is, but I'm done. Yeah, just bad. Jimbo, like that buyout just looks worse and worse and worse with each week this season has gone on. Like he's owed eighty four million dollars guaranteed. That's a lot of money that you're. He, he's not going anywhere. Like, he's not, and he shouldn't like. A&M locked him into that contract. Jimbo would be an idiot to just be like, oh, yeah, let's renegotiate. I couldn't imagine what it feels like for your program to not be doing good and owing so many so much coach money. a ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, y'all, y'all are all right. Penn State's fine. Like, James Franklin's fine. But Michigan State, like, I'm, I'm really starting to question it. I mean, they're, they're turning it on lately, but... Yeah. yeah. We're not paying our guy that much money right now, so... We'll take the how, how much? How much money does he get paid? Not it's not public. They're like, uh, if you had to guess, like like four or five. I was gonna say four. Yeah, I was gonna say somewhere between three and four. Honestly, so um, what was it a couple of years ago? Like at the top. I mean, Kelly Kelly yeah. was making whatever. Uh, I mean, I, I can't imagine he's making a ton more at LSU than he was at Notre Dame. No, and I think a lot of Kelly's like quote-unquote contract came from, like, Under Armour deals and everything like that, too. Right. So, like, they were able to... I think his official, like, salary was only, like, $7.5 million, but that, that got augmented with money for, from the Under Armour deal. Yeah, give um, Freeman a couple years, he'll be asking for that. Yeah. If, if he's in a position to ask for that kind of money, then I'm... I'll be happy. You'll be happy to pay it, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, but... Do, uh, do you guys have... Hold on. Do you guys have any uh, big, like, non-conference games in the next couple of years? Like Ohio State again or anything like that? Notre Dame? Yeah. Yeah, well, all of our games are non-conference games. But... Well, like, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, they've got... Uh, they've got Ohio State next year in South Bend, which I'm planning on going to. Uh, they've got Clemson again. I think they've got a home and home scheduled with Alabama, but that's not until like twenty thirty something. Um, those are the two biggest that I can think of off the top of my head, and then obviously like USC. I think for next for next season, that's definitely it. I know they're playing. Uh, which which school is Eddie George the head coach of? I'm drawing a blank right now. It's in Tennessee. I know that, but uh, they're playing them next year, and it's Notre Dame's first FCS opponent ever. Fun oh, fact, right. yeah, this is an HBCU. Uh, Freeman right. was pretty. Freeman was pretty intent on doing that one. But He's at Tennessee State. Tennessee State, yeah, that's what they're they scheduled them for next year. So that'll be cool. Um, God, I hope they don't lose that. <laughs> Eddie George, uh, Ballers cameo star. If y'all ever watch Ballers, because he Every, was, uh, everybody he, was a Ballers cameo star. Yeah, but he, he was. Um, he was a known guy. He was a uh, like you were watching the Thirty for Thirty on Broke. Like he, he blew all his money. Yeah. Yeah, luckily that stuff's, like, getting a lot better with the NFL in terms of financial literacy, but still still got some yeah, work yeah, to do. Yeah, uh, Chris Carter, you need a fall guy. You need a fall guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but circling back to A&M, like, with, these rec- with the recruiting classes, something I'm the most interested to see what happens here because you got a lot. Like, you just signed the, mo- the best recruiting class in history. Like, did, uh, did did you see the, the Moose Muhammad stuff? I heard about it. Didn't see a whole lot of specifics. Um, I guess um, he got he got uh, benched for the game for wearing like the uh, the the tape. That they oh, had, like, I did arm. see that. 
yeah, for wearing sleeves or something like that. I, uh, yeah, I don't know how to feel about that because there were other people then that replied to him that showed video of other play- A&M players wearing like the long sleeves and wearing the tape. So that's uh, going to be interesting to see what all shakes out with that. Yeah, um, there was, um, he, uh, he, he put a Twitter, a tweet out and was like, I'm sorry for everything. And like the, like the first 50 replies were like, please don't leave. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> oh, that class though. Like those D linemen, like you got five D linemen there and the defense has been fine. Like they've all played. They're probably the safest guys to stick around because they've been, they've been relatively good. And when they have, and they have gotten a decent amount of playing time, but like some of these skill guys, like the receivers and everything like that, like what the hell are you going to tell them? Like, yeah. Oh man, that's just. I, I was sad that uh, Moose Muhammad didn't even consider Michigan State because his dad went there. Yeah, yeah. That's. I'm very curious to see what happens with that recruiting class and with like Adams' class for this year does not look good. Like they got a few guys in there, but they've got a, they've had a couple big decommits and like I don't know, man. It's uh, you can see the wheels fall off pretty quickly if if Jimbo doesn't get a hold on things, and it's not looking like he's going to. Yeah, signing day is lining up to be pretty nuts, honestly. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, a couple of Big Ten West games. Iowa beat Wisconsin 24 to 10. Um, Wisconsin is very bad. Graham Mertz is very bad. I think that's uh, that's the consensus now. He had that one good game after Paul Chris was fired, and then went right back to being the Graham Mertz that we're all used to at this point. I was also not very good. But they're better than Wisconsin, so good job, Iowa. Minnesota beat Northwestern thirty-one to three. Pretty expected. Um, so what? What is the scenario here for the Big Ten West? Because nobody, nobody is in control. That just does not seem like I believe you. I'm just saying that just does not seem possible. I, I think they. I think they all have three conference losses right now. Right. So it's so it's basically if if Illinois wins out they need minnesota to lose out because or, or to at least lose one because uh or no not who, who did they lose to they lost to purdue they need purdue to lose yeah. iowa needs illinois to lose purdue needs uh iowa to lose yes and Minnesota needs everybody to like it's it's a disaster. But basically, Illinois is going to be out of it because they're going to lose to Michigan. So yeah, they're they're done. Uh, Purdue at the moment, I put in the driver's seat. They have Northwestern and Indiana. Yeah, right uh, now Purdue Purdue is I think what I would say the most in the driver's seat. And Iowa has Minnesota has at Minnesota this weekend. Oh, yeah, that's tough. So, so that's like, if, if Iowa, if Iowa beats Minnesota, they get Nebraska the last game. So it's like it's Iowa and Purdue for me. Yeah. So I'm looking at a tweet from Ryan Burns, who has a nifty little graph here that I'm looking at, and I'm struggling oh to make sense of it. Uh, it looks like Purdue, if they win out, they still need Iowa to lose one right. of those two games. Iowa needs to lose to Minnesota or Nebraska. Yeah. Iowa, 
I see. I'm struggling so because uh, for Iowa it says win out or loss versus Minnesota, win versus Nebraska, and Purdue loss. Yada yada yada. So does that mean if they win out, then they then they're fine? Well, Iowa wins out. Yeah. Technically, if Illinois wins out and and yeah. Iowa wins out, Illinois would go because go. Illinois beat Iowa. But Illinois is not going to beat Michigan. It's not going to happen. Man, that would be awesome if it did, though. That so, would be awesome if it did. <laughs> Chase, yeah. Chase Brown really pulls a Heisman moment on Corum instead of just doing the pose in the end just zone. Just give him the damn award if he ends up doing it. But, yeah, man, it's just crazy how much chaos they're actually using the Big Ten West because you've got four legitimate teams that like need a shitload of help from one yeah. way or the other. I'll tell and, you, I'm a, I'm a Minnesota fan. If I... I would so much rather, not even for it being a good win then for Penn State to beat Purdue, but I just do not want Iowa football anywhere nah. near the Big Ten championship game. I picked Minnesota preseason to win the Big Ten. What is that? I, can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe I still have a shot for that to hit, but uh, go Gophers, like, I you, guess. Can you just imagine Iowa against either of those teams? I mean, we yeah, I can imagine it. We saw it last year. It was like, horrible. A second, a second game. Like they've already, they've already lost to both of those teams this year. Yeah, and they lost. The loss to Ohio State was a little closer than the Michigan one was. Uh, reverse. Well, in terms of like being more competitive, I'm taught like oh, yeah. Iowa actually was able to hang for a while there. Yeah. Um, Minnesota. Their only problem is that they need Purdue to lose. Purdue's remaining schedule is Northwestern and Indiana. Right. Like I'm pretty uh, confident that Purdue wins out. Yeah. So it's really um, just a matter of does Iowa, Iowa. Win? if Iowa wins out, they're in. If Iowa loses one, Purdue would be in. So yeah. we're 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 go big reds. So they beat Iowa one game. That would be incredible. Yeah, yeah, I'm down with that. Or, uh, you know, or we can root for Northwestern and Indiana in the next two weeks. We can uh, hope that Purdue loses that one. But yeah, yeah it's I like just Purdue. I do not. Between Notre Dame and Indiana, just do not like Purdue at all. I guess that's fair for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, just a mess of a well, division. Like what you were saying, like uh, Purdue facing number two Ohio State in Lucas. That Oil. would be funny. It would be funny. Yeah, but yeah, man, that's tough. That's. Uh, I mean, the the winner of this conference is going to get skull fucked by either Ohio State or Michigan. Like, it's not even going to be a remotely yeah. competitive game. It nope. sucks so bad because, like, if Penn State or Michigan State were on the other side, like, would easily like be at the conference championship game. I feel like, like, yep. yeah, yeah. These, uh, this, this divisional alignment did not work for the Big Ten. They put way too many heavy hitters on one side there. Legends and leaders, baby. Yep, but. Yeah, so I guess we got to figure out what's going on there with the Big Ten West. It's going to come down to the wire, it looks like. But uh, I think that's it for the recaps. And we could talk a little bit more about some of these scenarios going forward here in the preview for next week. Uh, we're going to close it off with a question, mailbag question from our boy SD. Would you spend 30 days in a federal prison if it meant your school would win a national championship in football or basketball? Charlie, you going to jail? Do I get to go to the games? Doesn't say. Like, do I get to go to the playoff and then go to the national championship and then I turn myself in for 30 days? Let's say no. 
for the sake of because if you're able to go, I feel like that that swings it way too heavy. If I don't get to go, then no. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to federal prison for anything. Like, yeah. Miss me with you're, that. You're, you're gonna lose your job. Like, you know, oh no, we're yeah. not talking about like the it's on your permanent record. Oh, no, I'm still not going. I mean, I, I've watched uh, the night of. On, I've watched the night of on HBO. Like, you go back to your life. Yeah, yeah. What's that's up, Dog J. <laughs> there she is. What up, Dog J? Um, what if it was football and basketball in the same year? Yeah, same year. That matters more what? for matters more for Bennett than me. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you listened last week. We talked. To, I, I said I wish uh, Penn State was good at basketball. That was like my my football school. This year, dude. This we just we ran all over Butler this uh, tonight. Good, good. Now, what's wrong um, yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm not going to jail. Yeah, like I, I, I would. I don't think I'd make it thirty days. Yeah, that'd be t- that'd be a tough one. Have I you also? Um, uh, I forget his name. He was um, Jamie Lannister in uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, Nicolas Coster Waldo. Yeah, his um, his movie. I fucking, hold on, I'm looking it up. But he's got a movie where basically, like, I know what I'm talking about, where he's in prison. Yeah, and like, I'm just like, I, yeah, shot collar. It's a great movie. Yeah, so like, it's like, movie. it's like, uh, yeah, he goes to jail because he gets a DUI. Uh, they get in a car wreck, and then his um. The buddy is the guy from New Girl. I, I don't remember his name. Max Greenfield, maybe. Greenfield, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, like, like basically, like day one, they're like, "All right, you better fucking kill somebody today on the field, or you're gonna just get like <laughs> the shit kicked out of you for ten years or whatever it is." So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to jail. Yeah, I'll, I'll take my chances on that. Maybe winning a title in football and uh, avoid federal prison for thirty days. So. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one, but yeah. would not do it. But all right, fellas, I think that wraps up the recap. Here had a had a lot going on, honestly, for what was kind of a lesser slate than what we had in weeks prior. Uh, I feel like we say that every week after the games are actually played, so maybe we should just stop uh, judging these games before they're actually played. <laughs> um, Got a few fun matchups here, especially in the Pac-12 uh, coming up over the weekend and a couple others spread around throughout college football. So look forward to chopping those up with you guys. Uh, anything else for our listeners before we get out of here? No, we got to start coming up with um, some award names for like, uh, I don't know, maybe like the Clifford Award, stuff like that. <laughs> like uh, maybe like your, your, your fourth or fifth year quarterback that's like, been sticking around stuff like six. that yeah six <laughs> yeah stuff like that the old man award <laughs> award for the worst overthrow of the week yeah no but just like a uh, end of the year awards yeah something uh before the bowl games start yeah we definitely should lock up a few of those end of year awards for sure but we, um, we gotta get some good names for them too oh yeah definitely will uh well all right guys i think that about does it be sure to follow us on Twitter at TNTCFBPod. Be sure to like, listen, review, share, tell your buddies about the pod as well. Send us feedback uh, any way you like. We also have a Discord. Feel free to hop in and talk with us. And we will see you in a couple days with our preview pod for Week 12. But in the meantime, don't tweet at recruits. 
Especially when they're about to decommit from your school. Please don't. Please don't do it. That's the worst time to tweet them. Good night, everybody. Bye, y'all.